0: What's up, fantasy champions? Spotlight Sports Network is excited to tell you about an amazing deal from Thrive Fantasy,
1: your place for daily fantasy sports and esports. Right now, with promo code SS Network, Thrive Fantasy will match up to $50 of your first deposit. So go to
0: ThriveFantasy.com and sign up now with promo code SS Network. That's ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SS Network. Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now.
1: Oh, isn't it just amazing that we are on on a Friday here on the Spotlight Sports Network. It's Jake the Snake Silva and, of course, my trusted partner in crime, my co-host, Darren Hopkins. Man, what a great Friday it is. And... What the hell happened to Baltimore last night? I I, I
0: don't know, brother. I have oh my no clue, man.
1: I, it just kind of seems like it's almost like you know you you're on the train tracks and it's like you didn't you forget to fill up enough fuel or enough coal and then just all of a sudden eh, the train tracks they they just stop. They the train just absolutely, yeah, just
0: absolutely.
1: But we got a lot to talk about here on a Friday. First of all, I really do appreciate every single one of you guys coming on in. Coach Dante, Sleep Angels, everybody who's jumping on in. We got six viewers and counting today. Um, if you guys haven't done so already, we really do love and encourage you guys like, follow, subscribe, and hit the bell button for all latest notifications. As we are live in the 702, and we're also live in Philadelphia. Two one five all day. On the 215 five, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. We're all over the, the atmosphere. And not to mention, we're also all in your here, all in your ears with iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much. And more. Amazon music as well. Oh man. This is gonna be quite the day today, but
0: absolutely
1: let me let me just start out with this because you know what? We're all on the train of OBJ has arrived in LA. LA. And so here's my two cents of what I'm going to break down about Odell Beckham. First of all, I do think he's a very remarkable player. We've seen him from the catch in New York. We've yep. seen him be like a, an absolute rookie stud out of, Los, out of LSU. And right. same with Jarvis Landry. Then we've seen the Odell Beckham where he deserves more credit and more respect as a wide receiver at the times in New York and then eventually moves on and goes to Cleveland thinking it was going to be some type of quote unquote purgatory for him because Cleveland was never a winning franchise. Right. But all that changed the second, the front offices clean swept every mess that was in there. And then brings in Baker brings in all these offensive linemen. The defense is great. Mm -hmm. So Cleveland seemed like they were a very competitive team and still are now. It just, as I've told you before, Darian, like the, the, the fact that Cleveland through and through when he was injured and all you had was Jarvis Landry, even before Odell came to Cleveland, it mm-hmm. seemed yeah. like the Browns were such a just offensive juggernaut. I mean, Jarvis Landry was making catches. Uh, David Njoku was making catches. And Nick Chubb's just ridiculous of a, of a running back. The only thing that I can say about this move with L.A., there's two parts to this. Number one, let's talk about OBJ. First of all, he's out of Cleveland. And then that means all he has is a a 7.5 salary cap. And now, with him in Los Angeles, he joins an offensive juggernaut with Matthew Stafford, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and a bunch of others. And all of us just kind of seem like LA's putting in all the chips. Well, this is the thing about the West coast. There is no time for rebuild. There is no time for just, you know, giving it a, a, a three, five year plan. They want everything to happen now. That's the West coast mentality. And the fact that the Rams went all in on OBJ only tells you one thing. Now OBJ is not going to be a number one wide receiver. He's not. Right. He, he's not going to be a number
0: one wide receiver. Absolutely not.
1: But he'll definitely be capable of getting enough targets thrown to him. You're joining in with a really good stacked offensive wide receiving core. So you're going to get those playing times in. And depending on how Matthew Stafford really works this off, I mean, it, it, it's like he's got every single option uh, like on, in front of him. He's got all the cards in his hand. He could utilize them any way that he wants to against every opposing defense. And I think for OBJ, this is the perfect opportunity that you're in a bigger market in Los Angeles. He was in one when he was in New York. So this is the time to shine to show how much your worth is. Because people are like, OBJ's is always hurt. He's a liability. But maybe this is the opportunity to really get his numbers up and get his value as
0: he's here with the Rams, maybe
1: that's that, you know,
0: that's an opportunity for him to do that. I have, I, I really have to agree with that. Me personally, I just feel like OBJ is going to be the right fit for the Rams. The question is for me, which I stated on ASAP in the morning is that how knowing that the whole situation with him, with the, the Cleveland Browns, how they was not throwing him the ball, how he's not good with good with Baker Mayfield, how things just didn't work out with those two. Me, per se, I saved this. Now you got a lot of weapons with Robert Woods, Tyler Higbee, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson. Now, if the ball does not be thrown to you, how you're going to react? That's yeah. the one thing I want to figure out what's going on with OBJ. Number two, you did take... One um one year uh four point two five million dollars into this contract. Now you you got a Matthew Stafford, you got a quarterback, you got a defense, and you have everything that you need to be a be a contending team. The question is: do we still see the complainant? Do we still see the crybaby? Do we still see everything that we saw in New York or we saw in Cleveland? Understand that OBJ was not winning. With Cleveland, he was not winning with New York. But now you're winning with the Rams. Do we still see? Do we still see if you're going to be a crowd, baby, if the ball is not being thrown to you? That's right. my only issue there. I think it's a good fit for him if he just wants to be all in and be a part of this actual uh football team. But if not, then um the Rams are going to move on from you real quick. You see what they did with Deshaun Jackson when he wasn't getting the ball so just imagine now when you're not getting the ball they will scoop you out in a heartbeat if you think you if you have problems there
1: yeah because the whole point of this is and 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 like i mentioned before i mean this is the type of thing where if you are the rams and this is where i'm going to focus my point up on the rams because think about all the moves that they made in the sean McVay era all those moves Mm -hmm. the offensive line stellar The defense themselves is absolutely stacked. Aaron Donald is ridiculous. Leonard Floyd, really good um, linebacker. Now they added Von Miller earlier as another pass rushing option where he's going to end up putting pressure up on the opposing quarterbacks. And then on top of all of that, they still have a really good corner. They have really good corners. They got really good safeties. Even Darius Williams always seems to just amaze me in the backfield. Now, I know that they were coming off of a loss against the Titans, but Sean McVay is completely bought into this entire process. I mean, Stan Kroenke is very much a competent owner, is a guy that has no time for rebuild, wants to win a Super Bowl now. That's what this West Coast is all about. And for the fact that the Rams went all in all throughout the offseason, with getting Matthew Stafford, moving off of Jared Goff, someone who got them to the Super Bowl the first time. And then you go in all in on Stafford, you go all in on Vaughn Miller, and now you ended up going all all in on OBJ. So it makes it feel like, like this is an organization that has no time for building up prospects. That's why they've given up first round picks. And this is practically the reason why their money market is just Ridiculously expensive So I feel like and the, this and, is the the crazy thing,
0: and the crazy thing about it is Jake is that the Rams don't have Any money yeah. They give a lot of draft picks Their salary cap is shot They're figuring out ways To get players in Now with the whole situation with Von Miller Von Miller was making $28 million with Denver They brought <laughs> that down to $750,000 For him to restructure his Contract to play with the Rams Now you release to Sean Jackson, you get some cat space and you get Odell for four, four and a half million, almost four and a half million dollars for one year. Yeah. I don't know how the Rams is doing in the front office, but I wish my Raiders in your charges was the same exact way when it came, when it comes to getting Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller and you trade for Matthew Stafford. They're, they're trying to win a Super Bowl right now. Forget about rebuilding. Forget about going to get another quarterback in the draft. Matthew Stafford is comfortable with this Rams team. I can see him still being there for more than just one year. Von Miller's going to be there for more than one year. And I think Odell Beckham, if they win a the Super Bowl, he will re-sign with the Rams. But if it's, if it's a bust for all three of these guys, then something else might just happen. But if they win it all, which they should, in my opinion, Yeah. They all gonna resign back.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's and it's so funny because think about this. This is this is LA we're talking about. LA loves to take big swings at a lot of different moves. It ain't even just the Rams making big swings. I mean, the 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 Chargers themselves, this is what's funny because as always, I always like to compare the two, like the Lakers and the Clippers. Because the Lakers took a big swing, they go and get LeBron James. He says I want Anthony Davis. They sure enough end up winning a title. The Clippers say, "Well, we don't want to end up being, you know, the 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 orphan brother in the closet anymore. We want to end up being more competitive." That's where they trade to get Kawhi. That's where they ended up getting uh Paul George in the middle of the mix, and they're still a competitive team. And they may be even better if they start to get more pieces that work to where they could win a title. The Chargers are in the same boat where they ended up getting they ended up hitting a home run with Justin Herbert as their number six overall pick, and they ended up getting a brand new offensive line to protect him, and the offense is stellar. So, and then the Rams going and get it. The LA Dodgers, they went and took a massive swing at getting Mookie Betts. Like, who does that? The fact that a team that you'll always win a pennant with them, you'll always get into the NLCS, but the question is, are they putting all their chips into getting the World Series? That's why they got Mookie Betts. Why they ended up getting a bunch of these really good players. And sure enough, they won a World Series. Even on a short season, they still won it. So it's like LA is always the town for making big swings where they go and get big time names. And who knows? They make a run at a Super Bowl, an NBA Finals, a World Series. It's like they they they're a championship driven team. And it's so funny because we see different vibes when it comes to the East Coast, but it feels like the West Coast has more of that juice and more of that um. You know, when you when you think of L.A., you're like, oh, I'm in the sun. I'm in the beach side. Like, everybody just loves <laughs> to come here.
0: Yeah, and I just feel like now he's on the West Coast. He plays on two teams that was in the cold. And now it's time for OBJ to show out, show up. Now we figure out where your destination is now is just put up or shut up at this point for obj and i cannot wait to see him in this uniform i cannot wait to see his connection with matthew stafford and how he is around his teammates i just can't wait to see what happens i'll just hope it's not too much distraction for the rams and i just really hope that um if it is a distraction that sean McVay and his organization organization can nip it in the bud because they're going to be like OBJ. I'm telling, I'm saying to you right now, if you bring any more distractions to this organization, they already had a distraction when they was trying to trade for Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. That was drama in itself. And yeah. then now, uh, it's not really drama with Von Miller, but OBJ is 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 a diva. He is, and we're not going to sit here and lie about it. We see a lot of wide receivers in the league that is divas, but I think he's the biggest diva in the league right now, in my opinion. But at the same time, I just can't wait to see now they are the favorites to win it. And if they don't win it, this is a bust year for the Los Angeles Rams.
1: Yeah. This is the time where you got to go big or you go home at this point. So let's see where this favors out for the Rams come the next couple of weeks. And hopefully during the stretch of the season. All right. Well, let's talk about one competent team. Unlike the Rams who are not really in a position where like they're, they're trying all these new things, but with a very competent owner who just has no time to, you know, has no time to sit around and wait. Um, The Carolina Panthers, you know, this is a team that I I really looked at. um, And the question of it is because they ended up signing Cam Newton. It's a reunion. They're back. And they said, quote unquote, the meeting went absolutely well between him and the newest owner, Dave Tepper. So, only thing is about this panthers organization i would love to just see them be such a competitive team because you have to think about the division that they are in there's no drew Brees in new orleans but they'll still manage to sneak in and win a few games you know what i feel like is i feel like new orleans almost feels like in college football they feel like auburn to me there'll be a team that (laughs) you don't really hear a whole lot but when they play these big you know these big time teams. They'll just find ways to upset any NFC team. Then there's Atlanta, where who knows? I mean, right. Arthur Smith's trying to work his way, his magic with yeah. Matt Ryan. And then, of course, there's Tom Brady. And time is ticking on how long he'll play in this league. But it looks like he'll just probably play till he's in his 50s. But when you look at Carolina, the first thing of it is,
0: Sam Darnold was not the first option. For Carolina. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't the first option at all.
1: Yeah, and they made it clear. But bringing back Cam. Now we knew where we were when the new owner came in mm-hmm. and saw exactly what it was that was in front of him. I mean, he had really good offensive weapons: DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, um, and and, and even even some of the newest pieces that they have. They have some type of weapons, and they've also got. Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard. There right. is potential in this, and not to mention they ended up trading to go in and get Stephon Gilmore, so right. they wanted to be competitive in the backfield. They got and CJ they...
0: Henderson as well from Jacksonville. Yeah,
1: so there there has been a bunch of moves that Carolina has made, but the only problem is is why is there still inconsistencies? And I think this is the kind of thing. Carolina earlier in the last couple of weeks, yeah, they were talking about getting into. The sweepstakes to acquiring Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Even okay. though Deshaun, an East Coast, you know, an East Coast native, went to school at Clemson, you would think that there would be some type of reunion for him, but we don't know what is going to happen with all the baggage he's got in his personal life. But that'll be left to be said. But for Carolina, the fact that they were giving Sam Darnold a second chance of redemption, because you have to think about. The times he spent in in New York, where it was just it was a mess all the way around, a general manager trying to clean every th- every part of the mess up, and then there was Adam Gase, who just you know co- completely flagellated, um, Sam Darnold in his career. But now the question of it is: is this just who Sam Darnold is, or does it kind of feel like the Panthers don't really have the right? formula in place. You got to think Matt rule came into this position knowing he turned Baylor's program around. He turned around Temple in college and then he comes into Carolina hoping to turn things around, but it kind of feels like the, the the sands are just falling down very fast and very easily and they have no time for this. So I just feel like by the offseason, I think Carolina might move away from Sam Darnold because if you are telling me that Sam Darnold and his injuries, his inconsistencies. I mean, look at Carson Wentz. First of all, Carson Wentz we know is a reckless quarterback. There's times where he makes reckless throws.
0: But very uh, reckless throws and that he's even doing that in Indianapolis as as of right now.
1: And what's so funny, the difference with Carolina and Indy in Indy is that the Colts are in a position where they are finally starting to get healthy and where they're finally going to be competitive, and who knows if they sneak into a position in the playoffs, but right. they have at least a quarterback that they know his recklessness at times, but as long as Frank Reich is in his ear, he'll turn it around. For Sam,
0: I don't know. I, I just don't, don't know, what know with Sam this. Darnold either. I just don't have any faith in Sam Darnold. He started out really well. They started out 3-0. and Then they lost three straight, and they've been back and forth, winning, losing, winning, losing, it, it, and Damien, for him to say that it was a dumb move to get Cam Newton, can you tell me a quarterback that's available that's better than Cam Newton that's off the market? That's, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be smart yeah. and be, and, and I'm just being realistic here. Cam Newton was the best quarterback on the market. There's no other quarterback you could have went out and got that could help you want to win right now with this NFC South, the way it's going, the way. The Saints is up and down with Trevor Simeon, and then now you got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That's going to take over, uh, probably take over this division. And then you got the Carolina Panthers that went out and got Gilmore and C.J. Henderson, and now you you bring him back with Christian McCaffrey. Now my only thing about this is that how how quickly is Cam Newton is going to pick up Matt Rule's offense? Module this wasn't his offense when he was when before he left Carolina. This was not his offense right um Kaepernick Kaepernick is definitely not an option yeah. that's, we're not going to even go that route Camp, Kaepernick no. is definitely not an option if you want to say who has the Bell cam Newton is the Belltonnic talented player it didn't did Kaepernick Kaepernick did have a good arm he was very talented with his feet but right now with the situation that's going on with Colin Kaepernick Kaepernick's not worried about football we right. talking about a player that was just what we talking about Cam Newton and a player that was just Cut by the New England Patriots earlier in the year and have not played football since.
1: Not to mention yeah, with you know, all the COVID, you know, protocols and all the all exactly the with all that, the COVID that, protocols
0: yeah. and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So with with me, Nick Foles is not better than Cam Newton. That's no. just another option there. Cam Newton was the was the top talent at the quarterback position, and Carolina Carolina might sound desperate because Sam Darnold's on IR. P.J. Walkers want to get to start this week. You yeah. still had to go out and sign Matt Barkley to, yeah. to give you some insurance. So with me, I just feel like Cam Newton was ready to come back home. I think he's comfortable there. I think he's going to build a rapport with Matt Rule. It's just what's going to happen by the end of the year when Sam Darnold comes back. Who's going to be your quarterback? This, this And the Carolina always had a bad QB situation after Cam Newton. It never fell, but I got a feeling And I might be going out on a limb here. But if Cam Newton doesn't show up, if Sam Dardo doesn't show up, and PJ Walker balls out, then you got yourself a quarterback. Right.
1: And and it's so funny. And I'm and it's funny you mentioned this with you know after Cam's situation, because the funny thing of it is you're absolutely right. Carolina has been that team, which it's interesting. They were an organization that was very fresh, very brand new, and they had a really, really good defense. We remember these were the days of Julius Peppers and Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley and a lot of really, really Jake good DeLome. players. Yeah, Jake DeLome. That's the Steve funny thing. Steve Smith, you had uh, Mushin,
0: Muhammad, yeah. those guys. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that, that, they were solidified at that time.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. The two quarterbacks that had only been successful in this franchise has been Jake DeLome and Cam Newton. Those are the only two the rest of them all. I mean, look, Jimmy Clawson, uh, yeah, another one. That Chris they got Winkie, in the first like, Yeah. A, a kid out of Notre Dame that like a lot of people had such high praises for. And he was like, he was not making it in this league. He was unfortunately not making it. They didn't really have a whole lot of weapons to really start with because afterwards, Steve Smith moves on to Baltimore. Most of Mohamed goes to Chicago, comes back to Carolina mm-hmm. and then eventually ends his career there. But so now the tables are set. So it's like now that you just have to have the right capable playmaker to make the rest of this whole playbook work. So right, and you're right. I don't know what the options going to be, but they better make a decision soon. Otherwise, Carolina, just, you've got I, a as of
0: right now is just a quarterback competition for the Carolina Panthers. Pretty
1: much. I mean, It is a
0: quarterback competition, and that's what it's going to be. We're, we're back at training camp for the Carolina Panthers.
1: And it's so funny because you know what? They have – they're such a mirroring image to the Washington football team. I'm not yeah. kidding you. They really are. Like, the fact that they – same situation. They,
0: they had their – I wouldn't say they had – Washington the team didn't have their future, but they had a solidified quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then the injury happened. Yeah. And now you see the rise of Taylor Heineke Ryan Fitzpatrick might be out the door. You never know. Well, and this is what we
1: talked about too. I mean, like, yeah, it was a playoff game against Tom and it was like, okay, you know, he's got some good stuff. All right, we'll see what else he can do. And then, you know, he's not a special quarterback, but he is a quarterback capable of making the throws, making the plays, and at least get this, this team rolling because it is young. It is brand spanking new. They're all trying to figure out the playbooks. Until it hits, I mean, Washington could be in a better position. But then when you look at Carolina, you're just hoping that you've got the right playmaker who can make those plays a quarterback.
0: Well, I, I think we will find our answer this weekend when P.J. Walker starts. True that.
1: Man, I can't, I can't wait. And you know what? And here's the funny thing, guys, because bottom of the hour, we've got our very infamous uh, segment of the show, as always for best for last, is jake's prime predictions i love this kind of stuff and uh, i mean i took a hit the last two weeks from week eight week nine but hopefully we all have especially in our pick oh my god (laughs) it's been terrible
0: it's been very terrible the last couple of weeks
1: so uh coming up next because first of all i'm actually kind of glad that we have chicago fans in here sleeping angels and damian hernandez but for all the chicago fans out there if you're listening and you guys are watching. You've got something very special in Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields, personally, is the real deal. Chicago just needs to wake up and do something about this. Because the fact of the matter is, I know Justin Fields has stuff, and I know that for a fact he can be a franchise quarterback in this league. He can play alongside with you know Tr- Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and who knows with Mac Jones. But it seems to be working in New England. But we'll be talking a little bit more about why people should not throw away their stock on Justin Fields. Why I think he is the real deal. The other part, um, I mean, the AFC, I thought it was obvious how we're looking into this entire conference. But this conference, I don't know, man. There seems to be a little bit of some inconsistencies in this conference. I don't but I'm going to explain all of that uh, coming up next. All right, folks. So as I've been saying before, and I can't stop talking about it, I mean, I'm always shouting this out, and I'm also selling this in Darian's ear all the time. But you hear me talk about this app. This app is more than just an app in itself. It's, it's a game a dope changer. App at that. It's an absolute game changer because here's the thing. You sign up, you're not only just basically – Pain to play, but you're also getting paid sharing the app with your friends, for, uh your friends, family, coworkers, and so much more. I get a lot of people who ask me, "What exactly is this app?" Well, I'm glad you asked. It's called Superdraft Pro. Superdraft Pro is a yeah. brand spanking new technology that is also great partners with Caesars Entertainment, and I'm sure you're familiarized with them. But here's what's nice about this: you don't just make automatic pays every day, every week, like some of your certain competitors. Instead, you're put under a a subscription. And of that subscription, opens up doors for many different games that is refreshed every day, every week, where you guys could be winning top dollars. I'm getting people that are up in California and a lot of places who are winning up to close to 40 grand in prizes. It's the real deal, guys. Superdraft Pro is a money-making machine and it could be Game a life changer, changer for a lot of you guys so you guys want more information definitely dm us and we will definitely love to break it down to you guys about what super draft is all about and how you could get started today superdraftpro.com <laughs> is the website download it on your mobile device through google play and the app store sign up like a pro bet and play like a pro and share like a pro with super draft pro
0: shit you can tell me i'm so nation no matter the location from O A K L A to l-d i'm a raider ain't hey, shit you can tell me i'm a raider ain't hey, shit you can tell me i'm so nation no matter the
1: location this guy, that- It's time! I feel like the grass is great
0: And everything I do is insane. But I know that's just in my mind I know everything is just in my mind Do you really wanna be famous? Do you really wanna be a superstar? Do you really wanna get dangerous? Do you even know where the groupies are? Bitches out here be shameless and I really wonder where their parents are Look around, everything changes It feels like I've been buried alive I, 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 I. Let it breathe. It feels like I've been I'm a ball, bitch, I'm a ball Don't get no ball, don't get no ball What's in my cup? what's yeah. in my cup? Yeah. Look at that punch, look at that punch yeah. Bitch, I'm a ball, ballin' like Kobe yeah. Ho keep it moving, cause you do not know me Bitch, yeah. I'm a ball, ballin' like Kobe Ho keep it movin' cause yeah. you do not know me Bitch, yeah. I'm a ball, I can't Milwaukee yeah. Tell my dog sick of me, I do no parkin' yeah. Pass me some greens, you know I'ma spark it Mama got ass told her the to arch it Pull up yeah. at the spot, hop out and don't park it yeah. They don't say, I always keep one in the cartridge But Joey, i paper, so we gon' When Tyson came from the swamp to visit the tropics, check out the scenery. tell up, I to the backwoods right by the lake.
1: Well, folks, as we mentioned before, there is always brand spanking new deals that are happening all around when you end up going on to Spreadshirt. We've got hats, hoodies, t shirts, and so much more. And of course, some of the cool, some of the hottest stuff, especially during the winter time, to keep yourselves warm and cozy. Definitely go online as everything is powered by spreadshirt.com and wrap up the merchandises for your favorite network and for your favorite show here on the snake sports talk show. So uh of course I'm working all through our prime predictions because that's what I love to do here on the show late on the hour. But um well, let's just talk about this. So we're recapping what, um what had happened in Miami because yeah. first of all, I I, like, I honestly do love the Ravens and I do think that they have a really good squad. And we knew this, um, going into the, the going into like the new season, the fact that they get hit with a bunch of running back injuries and, and then on top of it all, it it just seemed slow to me. It seemed really, really slow to me for, so you're saying the game was slow. I, I, in some ways I thought it was slow and on top of it, there were some inconsistencies and I wasn't even sure like how, how in the hell do you lose a game like that? If you're Baltimore and you know, like, and this is the funny thing I can tell you, Jake, I could definitely tell you how Baltimore lost this game. And it's funny because like, I, I just, I seen the whole thing. And I thought Mark Andrews was doing really, really well. Yeah. And there were a couple times that Lamar Jackson had some good throws. But then the points didn't really show for themselves. And it's like they were do- they were doing so well, and then all of a sudden they stopped. Like the train just completely stopped. And I can my- tell
0: you why. I can tell you why, Jake. I got you. Because I know you probably will go down the line the same way. I'm going to go down this line coming down with this game. Number one, defensively, the Ravens did not show up. They played so well for three quarters in the fourth quarter, they fell apart. That's one. Number two, there's no way that Marquise Brown has about, what, 12 targets and only gets six receptions. That means you had six drops. Six drops or five drops or something of that nature. Hollywood Brown did not play his best. Number two, they shut down Lamar Jackson, and we finally saw a Miami defense that we did not see all this year that we were supposed to see all this year. Knowing that yeah. Xavier Howard played better, Byron Jones played better, this front was blitzing the crap out of Lamar Jackson. Uh, right up the middle, right in front of his face. So when it came down to it, the deepest did well to get Brissett off the game. And then that's Tua Tagovailoa comes in. Brissett played, what, had 159 yards, no touchdowns. Then Tua had 158 yards, no touchdowns. But Tua had a big play down the field to Albert Wilson that put them in position. And then they scored a touchdown. Matt, fact, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. What they did was that they they went up in the lead. They, they kicked a the field goal. And then I think they was up, they was up five, if I'm not mistaken. Five or six or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Don't get me the lie. Yeah, Sammy Watkins didn't help either, and I just I kept telling people in this league, even though Sammy Watkins is a speedster, he's not a great receiver. No, he's not. And then, and the thing about it is, the Ravens went ninety nine yards to score with three minutes left in the game, and you let Miami and Tua in that fourth quarter run the clock down and score again, make it what twenty one ten, if I am not mistaken. You make it 21-10, and then at the same time, you get down to the red zone, you get in there to try to make it like what, what probably 9, 21-19 to try. You score, or you get the two-point conversion or something of that nature. I don't know what the score would have been. But at the same time, Lamar didn't play well. I mean, he did have 200-something yards, but he got sacked four times.
1: Yeah. and didn't and you ever
0: see Miami score? Give sacks give get four sacks on this defense. This defense has been atrocious all year. Yeah. But I felt like they found the I felt like this defense found the formula on Thursday night on that type of field. It was muggy out in Miami, but I'm not making no excuse for Baltimore. They lost this game fair and square.
1: Yeah, and, and it really, really did. I mean it's just so funny because you you look at all of these inconsistencies in the AFC. Mm-hmm. The AFC is wide I, open. Yeah. I thought that we had our obvious picks, but here's what's funny. Let's look at the list. Um, Baltimore, we thought for sure, was going to be one of those tough ground-and-pound teams. But right. next thing you know, they'll be speedsters, and then they just they slow down. And then Lamar Jackson gets sacked. The defense doesn't really play a huge role. They end up getting miscues. And so it just didn't work out for them. Kansas City, listen. I know there's Chiefs fans here uh, in the chat line, but let's be honest, okay? This was a down second year. second
0: in the league in every official stat category is unacceptable. And this is a down year for Patrick Mahomes.
1: We, I, I'm like, th- this kind of shocked a lot of us when it came to the Chiefs because of how good their offense has always been, but the defense has always been beco- becoming the liability, but I think maybe that's money concerns or that just may be this may not be the year. What about um, the Bills? The Bills lost by a field goal against Jacksonville, which they could be a complete offensive juggernaut with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I don't
0: know what it is. I don't know what, what ended up happening. And, and that's why a they good drop question. A Shout out to Pride from ASAS Sports Network. That's definitely a good question. Can this kind of defense play like that the rest of the year? I don't know. I don't, I would like to say controversy between percent into is who's going to be the start.
1: And and you know what? It's, it's actually pretty interesting because I'd like to see them do that. I'd like to see Miami really be the defense team because you have to realize that the only thing that is a problem with Miami is just their quarterback. That that's all it is that that's their problem. There may be some where it may be they need a secondary receiver or they might need a, a, a at least another running back. Okay. But Brian Flores is such a defensive-minded coach, so he's mm-hmm. going to work this defense. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see them play as hard on defense through the rest of the year because then that means it's not a Brian Flores thing. We just have to find a quarterback. And right. hopefully they make it as simple as it is. Um, you know, it's funny. Second year, Justin Herbert with the Chargers. The Chargers are a a completely different football team. Yeah. But but they're just up and down like everybody else. And the inconsistency, as I've said, has been the run defense. That has been so inconsistent with them. And that's where they should have went and made a move. But when I look at the NFC today, I think the obvious picks are Tampa Bay, the Rams, the Packers
0: and blase know, blase the same old simo that we see every year in the nfc yeah and we see in the rams we're seeing of course the saints is still up there but the but the afc is just as wide open but right now whoever who would have known that the titans would have the best record in the afc right now who would have you known even with not having king king henry that's crazy but you want to know what's funny about this is that
1: think about their 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 stretch They're on a winning streak since they lost to the Jets. And think about this. Every one of those games have been against the spread. They have been the best team against the spread. And I know now they're the favorites today. Like looking at, you know, Vegas bets, they are the favorites today. And who knows how big, how big. Yeah. The Titans are the favorites today.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And that's that's because let you all know. Jake lives in Vegas, so he does know about the bet lines, so I'm just throwing it out there for the viewers that don't know.
1: It refreshes all the time, guys, and trust me, they they have made them the favorites. There's a lot of heat that's kind of coming in, but, you know, as I've said, the AFC is wide open. It doesn't seem like it's an obvious type of conference that you know who the teams are that's going to make the playoffs. You already know exactly what they're set to be, Yeah. so... I truly think if you're the AFC today you have so many different options but my only hope is whoever goes into the playoffs in the AFC are exactly the ones that I can't take my eyes off of and I'm hoping that's the case because I would love to see a very competitive team um to, to you know to be there I really would I'd like to see one that everything clicks and who knows I mean the NFC I feel like the odds got higher for the Rams, but I don't know, AFC. I I think this is the time to shine for a lot of these teams. So, like I said, just there was a lot of inconsistencies, inconsistencies, but of course, this is always the second half of football. We get this all the time. So let's just see how they handle themselves. Let's see what
0: what these teams could do, even though, that you know, you got you got you know our Chargers, our Raiders, our Chiefs all creeping up in that division. Every team in that division has a winning record. So that's gonna be a lot for the AFC in itself. Cause me personally, I feel like the AFC West is the best division in the AFC anyway, probably one of the best divisions in the league. Um, as you can say, but that AFC is wide open with so many teams. Just imagine when if the Ravens lose, how things are gonna turn around, who's gonna be six and three, who's gonna be Uh, five and four it's just gonna be a lot a lot of things gonna happen in week 10 and it's gonna justify a lot of these teams going into the second half of the season
1: absolutely well you know what time it is man it's that time again for the hot press would you mind let me know when you're ready let's make it happen time now for the hot press folks this is the hot press Oh, all right. Well, there's been a lot of topics, of course. And as we are digging ourselves into the hot press today, I mean, there were so many of them. I mean, ob- the obvious was OBJ. But let's talk about what's happening because I know you had a lot to say about this as a Raider fan. So John Gruden now is reemerging again, suing the NFL and Roger Goodell, um, the commissioner, saying they forced him out of, The Raiders job. So John Gruden earlier um, was cut by the Raiders after the allegations of racist uh, comments that were made back in 2011. And um, and so Gruden has been out of the job, bringing in the interim head coach for the Vegas Raiders. And this is what was stated here in the 8th Judicial District Court here in Clark County, Nevada. The co- uh, the complaint alle- alleges that the defendant selectively leaked Gruden's private correspondence to the Wall Street Journal and New York Times in order to harm Gruden's reputation and force him out of his job. Uh, there is no explanation or justification for why Gruden's emails were the only ones made public out to the six hundred and fifty thousand emails collected in the NFL's investigation of the Washington football team or for why the emails were held for months before being released in the middle of the Raiders season. So I don't know what you make about that. I I, I and I don't know if this is because this is the, this is like history repeating itself again with the NFL and with the Raiders as, yeah. as a whole. So I, I'm just like, whatever the case may be, I know the Washington football team are going to have penalties. Yes. Because of getting Dan Snyder out as the, as the owner and a lot of this. Stuff. So this is just crazy. To me. I, I don't know what to take. It.
0: I just think that John Gruden is doing the right thing by suing the NFL because out of 650,000 emails, you just point him out. So now, Um, I don't think John, I think John Gruden, what he did was wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think he, as a, as a, things just don't come out like that. But there's no way out of 650,000 emails, you just reach out to John Gruden for him to get in trouble. It's other general managers, it's other coaches that's in those emails saying the same thing. So he has every right to sue the NFL at the end of the day. I'm not saying what he did was right, because what he did wasn't right. But do he have a right to throw everybody else under the bus? Yes. If I'm going to go down, everybody else should go down with me. So I'm going to sue the NFL and try to figure out who else is in these emails. If not, then I'm going to make a podcast and throw everybody under the bus, and the NFL ain't going to like it. Because I feel like right now, the NFL is saving these, the rest of the coaches and saving the rest of these owners that's in these emails. Mind you, 650,000 emails, and you only point out John Gruden. He has every right to sue. Yeah. So, and my, my, my next topic is with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Nick Chubb is out of yep. this game in Johnson to start versus the Pats. How are you feeling about this now? Knowing that no Nick Chubb, remember we saw him last week. He's no longer there. He's not going to be there this week. How you feel that the Browns are going to do against the Patriots? So, this is interesting um,
1: because I, I, I truly don't think this is the same – rush defense that the Patriots do have. So with that being said, Nick Chubb being out, um, Kareem hunt and also, um, and also, uh, Demetric Felton out because of being, uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So that means the Ernest Johnson has to have the start. Um, yeah. uh, truthfully, I mean, let's just say last week they completely annihilated Cincinnati. And the fact that...
0: Surprisingly.
1: Yeah, and, and the funny thing of it is, they're 6-1 now against, against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Cleveland has that best record. But this is tough, though, because I can't wait for prime predictions. I really can't. But I do think that Bill Belichick, because knowing his history in Cleveland, it is tough. Um, I think you might get a few rushes out of DeAndre Johnson. I think this is a big hit as far as their run game goes. And this is what's funny because Cleveland earlier signed two of their offensive tackles. Yeah. So that means they haven't paid Baker Mayfield just yet because their focal point and the heart of this franchise is making sure that they have enough protection and they have enough lanes open for their running backs to run. So this could be a big deal this Sunday. I don't know what to think about this, but I feel like Cleveland I feel like Cleveland might take the L. I just think this might be too much because you are going into Foxborough in Patriot territory and just I don't know. This this could this could be interesting. but This is very
0: very tough. And do you and now another running back that's on this as well is running back Calvin um uh, uh Albert Camara will be out against the Tennessee Titans. So how do you feel about this? Who will be the backup for the New Orleans Saints now? No, 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 Jameis Winston. You got Trevor Simeon started, and now Albert Camara is out. What is next for the New Orleans Saints?
1: So you know what? They've actually now started, and this is a re- report. So Trevor Simeon is going to end up starting as their starting quarterback. Now they will have Taysom Hill in a bunch of areas in the game, uh, but it is confirmed that Mark Ingram is going to have more and more of the touches uh, for the Saints this year. But I'm going with Tennessee. I I, I seriously am. They, that I know it's pressurized because of the fact that they've been so good against the spread, but you are talking about a New Orleans team That's slightly hit that I don't think they're going to get much out of their offense. So that leaves me to think they will be defensive reliant in this game, which means they have to shut down Ryan Tannehill at all costs. They have to shut down all those weapons he has in order for them to really kind of pick up in this game. But I'm, my gut feeling is Tennessee, man. I mean, they're, they're going to be riding, They're going to ride this thing through and through. So I, I'm still
0: going with Tennessee in this game. And that, is your hot press by Jake the Snake Silva? <laughs>
1: oh man, I love it when we do this stuff. So, um, since we'll basically just get right to the point because we already have our picks in so far, and um, I'm really hoping we rebound this week because I, I I'm seriously hope so. So, um, and I know Baltimore dropped a dud for
0: me last night. So a lot of teams been dropping duds the last couple of weeks and they need to get their stuff together. They really they ser- need to.
1: They seriously, seriously do. So without further ado, as always on our best for last here on this show, um, because they're like I said, lots of picks. I I really am confident in every single one of these picks. So I'm hoping this weekend will rebound. We'll get better. And hopefully we'll we'll start a streak going. We'll start getting better. We'll start to get hotter. So I'm really liking these picks. So I appreciate every single one of you guys for jumping on in and can keep on coming because you don't yes. want to miss
0: this. Best for last. And so, no, uh, this is not pre-recorded. This is nope. not. This is live and direct, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah!
1: So without further ado, and of course, I've got the music for it, cueing it as it's Jake's Prime Predictions Week Ten. Here we go.
0: You're supposed to send me that music too.
1: Oh, I know I will. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll cam myself down Arab. on this one.
0: Oh, you Let's just tur- got me in the big screen, <laughs> huh?
1: Yes, I do. Let's turn it up. <laughs> it's Jake's prime predictions. Brown said Patriots. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots at the minus one and a half. People mm. think I'm crazy taking this because Cleveland pummeled Cincinnati. Don't get too cute, Cleveland, Ohio, because first of all, we know Nick Chubb is out. We know Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and a lot of the top running backs are out. So that means they got to go with Dearness Johnson here in this game. Um,
0: But Dearness Johnson did good on a Thursday night football as well for the Cleveland Browns. So he's not no slouch.
1: Oh, he did. He's no slouch at all. But remember this, like I will never disrespect, neither doubt Bill Belichick's mindset against a team like Cleveland. We know he has a lot of that history in there. And New England, by the way, in the last couple of weeks, even though that these have been small, short plays, you got to look at the percentages of conversions that they have been making play for play and the time of possession this offense has been on. This is probably the best time, uh, time of possession we've been seeing now in the NFL. And I'm really liking with what the Patriots are doing here with this. So I think the Patriots, they'll be comfortable up at home. I think it'll be too much for Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to get baked against um, Bill Belichick. So my final score, taking Patriots in minus one and a half, 24-21. I think it's reasonable because, again, the short passes, the consistency with Mac Jones, I think Cleveland they will do whatever it takes to stomp him, but in the end, I think Mac Jones will come out on top. 24-21, Patriots win at home.
0: I like that. I like that spread for it, too. It's going to be a great
1: game for that one. Buccaneers at Washington. I'm going Ooh. to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First of all, we saw them the last time when they ended up playing, and it was in the playoffs. But Tampa's not going to allow that to happen again. Now, even though there are some questions about Tampa Bay in the last couple of weeks, but they still their offense still shows for it. Their offense is still is, is still stacked. They've been scoring up points. But Washington, man, I don't know what it is about them. I want them to be a really good team, but it doesn't seem like that they are finding that niche just yet. I like right. Taylor Heineke. I like what the rest of this team has done, but I still think it's young, and I still think that they are developing, but I think this, this defense is going to be too much for Tampa Bay. And, and so... I think the offense will be better. Tampa Bay, nine and a half. What's well, not to love about that point spread? So I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I, to win this I, think, I, think,
0: I, I think it could be a smaller spread just due to the fact that Tampa Bay's defense is very depleted at that secondary with Terry McLaurin on the opposite side of them. That really is good. I would, <laughs> I, if I was me, I would still I'll say a six and a half favorite for Tampa Bay instead of nine and a half.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. If it kicks it down a notch, then I'll bet heavy up on this one, but I think this yeah. sounds about right. Falcons at Cowboys. I'm Ooh. gonna take the Dallas Cowboys here in this one because honestly, you don't go to Den to Denver and get embarrassed like that. That is terrible. So well, I
0: thought they were home when they
1: lost. I yeah, they were home. They were home. But you just don't get embarrassed by a team that's got no direction for them. And I truly think Dallas and Dak Prescott, they have learned what last week gave them. So I think the minus eight and a half is reasonable for me. Now, listen, yeah. Atlanta, we know two game win streak That's nice, but you're going to be coming <laughs> into AT&T where you've got a pissed off Cowboys team that just got caught with their pants down and Denver took advantage of it. Now, yeah. remember... I always try to stay so far away from games like this, anything that involves Atlanta, because they are the trap team. They're absolutely just the trap team. But if you think about it, Dallas, they are going to utilize more and more of their run game. They didn't do that last week against Denver. I don't know what happened to Tony Pollard, and I do not know what happened to Ezekiel Elliott, but they were nowhere to be found. So I think the Cowboys realized what their mistakes were last week. And I think they rebound eight and a half. I like it. I'm going to go with a 27 to 17. Dallas makes it up at home against Atlanta. Not bad with that. I'm not too mad at that at all. Lions at Steelers. Come on, guys. This is such a snooze game, honestly. I mean, I'll take Pittsburgh. I'm surprised at this
0: spread with you.
1: I, I, I'm i really surprised at this spread, too. What the hell? But. You know what, though? I always, like, I, I never want to bet Detroit ever again. I always made that. that That's my rule. Don't bet Atlanta. Don't bet Detroit. I, I'm keeping it that way. So I'm going to take the Steelers minus nine. I just feel like Pittsburgh's offense, no matter how old and geriatric that Big Ben really is, I mean, the offense looked good last week against, uh, on a Monday night against Chicago, but you are talking about a Chicago team that didn't have Khalil Mack playing la- that last week. So I think Pittsburgh, you're coming into a god-awful and shot da- Detroit team that I don't think they have an answer for themselves with literally anything. So I'm going to take the Steelers I, to win 28-17 at I home.
0: Think, I think this spread should be bigger, Jake. I think you should have this, like a 15-point favorite. This, this, this is not – I don't see Detroit scoring 17 points on this Steelers defense. I just don't see it. If you think they could put up – barely three points against the Philadelphia Eagles defense that's worst, that's, that's, not, that's not as better as Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's going to score more than 28 points. I give the I give a 40-burger for Pittsburgh in this game. Yeah, this is, this is just all bad. Jaguars at Colts. I'm
1: going to take the Indianapolis Colts here in this one. We know it's yeah. an in-division game. Now, uh, mind you, because the Colts were coming off of a massive win against the Jets, but they did, in fact, slow down and allowed Josh Johnson and the rest of that Jets team to end up coming back to where the final score is 40, 45 to 30. Like, how does that end up happening? But All right. I do see the Colts and mind you Carson Wentz, by the way, is on a five game streak of at least a touchdown or more. Mm. So Carson Wentz is starting to find his rhythm. He's starting to find his groove. So right. I like what Indianapolis is doing. And by the way, for those in fantasy, T.Y. Hilton is active. So that means there's another target for Carson target Wentz, for Carson Wentz. Yeah. And, Michael, and Michael Pittman. So I do expect a lot of passing in this offense uh, this Sunday against Jacksonville and comfortably at home in Lucas Oil. I like the spread 10 and a half. Uh, Jacksonville, you might get a couple of beautiful throws from Trevor Lawrence, but 33 to 20 is exactly the score that I'm going with. I like that spread. And I can see I can see that as well. Bills at Jets. All right, come on, guys. What happens when a big team gets embarrassed by one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars? You were hoping a lot of them bounce back. By the way, the record's been really, really good when teams who have a winning record or have been in the playoffs last year always rebound after a terrible loss. So I'm taking the Bills 12 and a half, even though... This is what's funny of a final score, 35-21. Let me explain to you this. The Jets, we know Zach Wilson is still on the sideline. But Mike White, he is healthy. He will be back. That means the offense, they're without Corey Davis. They're without a couple pieces on their offense. But that means Elijah Moore and James Crowder are getting opportunities. So that means the offense for the Jets can find ways to come back. We watched this against the Colts last week. So, Buffalo is like nine points or six points last week against Jacksonville. Not enough. They got caught by their pants down and they were embarrassed. So, I think they're going to come back in a big way in division 35 21. I love the spread. Bills rebound and prove to people that last game was a fluke. Saints at Titans. So, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I know they are the favorites this week, so that means a lot of pressure is on them, but there's no Alvin Kamara, so it means Mark Ingram is going to have to end up taking all of the touches. Now, Tennessee, by the way, their defense limited the Rams to 16 points last week, so part of the defense has gotten a little bit better, and against the New Orleans team where their offense, I don't know what you're going to get with Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill, but... Tennessee might look a lot better. They're doing this without um, Derek Henry, who is in the injured list. But the offense with Ryan Tannehill, this is what we don't respect enough. Ryan Tannehill without Derek Henry still puts up really good numbers. The numbers don't lie. And even though people are like, well, Julio Jones is not a big target. He doesn't have to be. He just has to be a reliable target for Ryan Tannehill really to move the football. So I'm going to take All the right. Tennessee Titans. On a favorite of minus three, I like it. And I do think this is a beautiful field day for Ryan Tannehill against this New Orleans defense. I wouldn't be 28-21. surprised if the
0: Saints come out with this game, even though that Tennessee's been playing well, even though they don't really have a run game, even though AP is still trying to get accumulated. But I still think I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans take this win. But I'm, but I'm with you with the three-point favorite. Absolutely. Vikings at chargers.
1: All right. So I know like, this is an interesting, now now mind you, this is the extra game. This is the extra game that every one of us NFL fans have asked for. And this is the one. So I like the chargers here in this game, minus two and a half. First of all, they're coming off of a massive win against the Philadelphia Eagles, which they needed it. They needed to get themselves back up. They needed to get themselves back into, you know, in a beautiful field position. Minnesota, by the way, they were tackling several times against Baltimore last week where Justin Tucker won it. So my thought is you're coming into a West Coast. This is what's interesting because they, this is a benefactor, okay? Minnesota is coming off of a tough loss against Baltimore, and you're Jeez. in the East Coast. So that means you got to travel all the way to the West Coast I feel like Minnesota is just going to be completely discombobulated, man. That's a lot of traveling, knowing you're coming off of a big loss that went into overtime against Baltimore, and then you got to go to the West Coast to face the Chargers. Uh, I think that's not going to be good for Minnesota. So I'm going to take the Chargers here, 28-24. Justin Herbert is going to be lights out against Skull this Sunday.
0: But just let, just want to throw this out here real quick. or 49. I do see a comment. We are alive, brother. I see it. <laughs>
1: Panthers at Cardinals. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals. My God, Colt McCoy looked absolutely phenomenal as a backup. Uh, minus 10 is in fact the bet line I have. Uh, and I, 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 there's just not much that I can really say about the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold doesn't look to be the guy. Carolina, I think, just kind of hit a roadblock. I don't think they're going to do very, very well against this Arizona team who completely annihilated their opponents last week with a backup quarterback. So what does that tell you? That means they've got some veterans in this uh, on this roster, and they trust each other. Arizona is on a tear, so I'm going to go with them to win 33-20 to 20. with mm. that minus 10. I think Arizona is lights out at home
0: against Carolina. Question is, will Kyler Murray play this week? That's the only even, but even with a Colt McCoy that has been playing very well. Hey, you never know with Arizona. They they just good with Colt McCoy and they like they didn't miss a step.
1: Yeah, they trust a lot of their components here. Eagles at Broncos. I'm Ooh. gonna take Philly because I would love a Philly special here this Sunday. Plus three. Like it? I love it. Um, listen, this Philadelphia offense last week against the Chargers made it so, like, I'm going to tell you, this should have been the game of the week because Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert both were talented in yeah. their positions. They were really, really good and the numbers show for it. Denver, however, yes, even though they stomped Dallas, which they were very, very embarrassed, Um, I think Philadelphia gets the opportunity to winning this game against Denver knowing what like how the defense really played out the defense played really really good i don't think denver is really going to utilize a lot of the rush so that means they got to pass and i think Darius slay and the rest of the secondaries in that backfield um have got to step it up the defense was not as good as it was but it did show spurts so i think philadelphia they're going to have to play shootout game against denver but I think with the plus three, it's worth the risk. I'm going to take him to win twenty-seven twenty-four in mile high. Philadelphia gets the job done. Seahawks at Packers. All right, I avoided this game at all costs, but if I had to take a pick, <laughs> I'm going to take Seattle here at plus three and a half. Now, here's the reason why I wanted to avoid it. Two things. One, the Aaron Rodgers deal in Green Bay, because I don't know how he's going to be coming back. But you know who else is coming back for Seattle? Who? Russell Wilson. You got the three and a half favorite? Apparently so. <laughs> apparently yeah. that's what Fox Bet has. That, that, wow. That's exactly what they've got him at, at three and a half. The that's Vegas Bet Lions, yeah, it, it's weird. This is why I didn't even want to touch this game at all because of that reason. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Russell Wilson, and I don't know what I'm going to get out of Green Bay after the loss against... Kansas City, who, by the way, only limited them to 13 points. So let's keep that in mind. But I think Russell Wilson was just itching to get back up onto the field so bad. If you watched his press conference, we'll see how his throwing hand is. But I think he's excited to be reunited back with his team. And I think they're going to do a lot better. I'm going to take them to win 28, 24, plus three and a half. I mean, I avoided this game, but let's just hope Russell Wilson is lights out this week. Chiefs said Raiders. This might shock a lot of people, but I'm going with those Raiders. Let's go against Kansas City. Listen, did, did, how many times do I have to say Kansas City's defense is just so obvious and they, they, they're suspect. But listen, the Raiders we know came off of an embarrassing loss against the Giants. We get yeah. it. But outside of Derek Carr and Darren Waller, There are inconsistencies with their wide receiving core and the rest of them that have to step up. But I do think coming back home is going to give them the assurance that they need to, that Derek Carr is going to lead the way. And the chiefs, by the way, this is a down year for Patrick Mahomes and for the rest of the team. So I think it'll be competitive. We knew what last year gave us with the Rams, with the Raiders and chiefs, but I do think the Raiders are going to get the chiefs numbers here. And, and this is beautiful I think is this a Sunday is this a Sunday night isn't it yep this is a Sunday night game oh my God this is gonna then this is perfect I'm going with the Raiders here plus two and a half like it I love it I, li- 27. I like 27 I
0: like the I like the spread here so it's gonna be a good game yeah. I'm not saying it's gonna be a walk in the park it's going to be a good game for the AFC West
1: no I think this will, this will definitely be the big time like Prime time game people are going to be watching 27 24 Raiders get it done at home Rams at 49ers. All right. I'm going to take the Rams here at this one. Uh, I like it. Minus four. Uh, this is really, mm. really, 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 really good. So I think this is a really good opportunity for him. Like the fact that OBJ is in the building. I I love it. So um, the Rams offense in San Francisco, San Francisco is scaring me this year. They just completely like their, their offense, the defense, you got to get Trey Lance back in this thing. So let's just hope that, you know, San Francisco, they make it an, enter, an interesting game, but I think this is going to be too much for them
0: against the Rams. I'm going to take him to win minus four Rams win at 28,
1: 23.
0: I don't, I, I think that should be a bit higher. I just think that defense don't have no chance of stopping the Rams at yeah. all. They, they got it. They got a scrub behind art and key over there. That, yeah. that only got his first sack in 10 weeks. So yeah I, I i'm taking i'm taking the rams higher than now i'm t- i'm seeing 35 17
1: rams yeah well there you have it folks there's jake's prime predictions all from there as all odds are provided by super Draft pros sports book so if you haven't done so already definitely sign yourself up for super Draft pro we've got the fantasy app we have the sports book app and there is so much to choose from and by the way when you do the sports book app and you collect all of your Caesars rewards. All those Caesars rewards can go towards, you know, a night stay at any of the Caesars resorts, also restaurants for all of our foodie people, shows, and much, much more. So, mm-hmm. like I said, guys, SuperDraft Pro—it's the way to go. Download it on your mobile device through Google Play in the App Store and sign yourselves up. Well guys, that's going to do it here for the show and man, I like I said, I hope these picks are worth it, man. I
0: really really do. I really hope they come through and and get these picks correctly cuz in our pick-em league right now and, and key in Ability can can vouch for is it, is just not looking good. It's just not looking great for us over here at the Spotlight Sports Network. So hopefully these these uh week 10 picks could be good.
1: All righty. Do you want to close this off, man? Because I know I'm definitely jumping out.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Snake Sports Talk Show. Your host, Jake the Snake Silva, is in the building. I am your co-host, Spotlight of the Spotlight Sports Network. Make sure you follow us on all social medias, which is uh, Instagram uh, at SLSportsNetwork, Twitter at SLSportsNetwork. Um, Before you know it, we will have SpotlightSportsNetwork.com website back up. And make sure you go to SpotlightSportsGear.com for your merch and everything, and go to SuperDraftPro.com for your latest news and fantasy sports as well. I am your host, Darian, of the Spotlight Sports Network. This is the Snake Sports Talk Show. Thank you for being here. Peace, love, and happiness, and we'll see you Monday, same time, same place, over here at the Snake Sports Talk Show and the Spotlight Sports Network. Y'all have a great Friday, and I'll see y'all later. Peace.